Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for September 28th of 2014. I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And today we will be covering our predictions for the Central Division. Um, a few days ago we covered the Metropolitan. This this time we're going to head on over to the Western Conference and uh, go team by team. Say a few things, some of the pros and cons of each team, where, where we think they'll finish in the regular season, and uh, it's pretty much the game plan here. So, that said, Chicago. Uh, Brad Richards, I suppose, would be the the uh, interesting thing that's that's happened there for me. Um, trying to fill in that number two center slot that, that they feel like they needed to get filled. Got him for a good price. It helps when the New York Rangers are paying him a chunk of change over the next few years anyway. Um and I think for me, Marion Host's health is probably going to be really important for them as well. Yeah, I agree on both those. Um, with Chicago, a lot of what makes them great is still in place. But the Brad Richards yeah. thing, it, um, it they've kind of struggled to find a second center to tuck behind Taves there. And even though... Brad Richards didn't have a terrific playoffs towards the end. He still put up a respectable amount of offense, and they're not hardly paying him anything as it is. So, yeah, I think they got pretty good cap value um, on Richards at only two million. It's, I believe, a one-year deal, so it's low risk. I, I think he'll fit in very nicely there, and because uh, they have, you got Kane, Sharp, Hosa but they were always one short of really stacking those top two lines. And I think if Richards just provides what he gave the Rangers last year in the regular season offense-wise, it, it'll be a really nice fit. Plus, I have to imagine that Brandon Saad's going to pick up his offense even more and mature as a player positively. That certainly helps as well. Not having to go and try and find that extra depth, just have it develop in the system. And and, and so it certainly looks like, certainly looks like he'll do that. Now, are they expecting much from Teravina this year? Heard good things so far from their training yeah. camps and stuff. Um, I don't know what they'll do with him. I suppose he could um, contribute to them this year. I guess it's a choice that they're going to have to make coming up. But um, he could. Boy, that's a scary thought. It's just, it's one of those things where that Chicago feel like they've sort of got it constructed quite nicely. Yeah, we know that they've got like next year they're going to be a little bit tighter under the cap, even though the cap will still go up for Tan and Taze. But in regards to the 2014-15 season, they they look quite nice. You know, the back six is is solid as, as always, and then you've got Corey Crawford, which people like to put a question mark against him, but. He's given me no reason to, to think that he can't provide them what they need. The question mark with him is cap value. It's not his overall play. He'll he'll give them at least league average goaltending and give them a chance to win on most nights. Um, but with Kane and Taves contracts kicking in next year, um, and you got a big money contract at the goaltending position, they, they really do have to have a great year this year make a good run in the playoffs because the money's going to start to get tight, much like you saw the Penguins go through when Crosby and Malkin got their big raises. So, Well, that's what happens when people get off those uh, 
those um, entry-level contracts and then they get off that bridging contract. It has to happen at some stage. People have to get paid eventually. Yep, and by no means do I think that Blackhawks window is closing once those changes take place, but um, it certainly going to dramatically alter things. Just makes it harder on the GM. Have to really earn their money by finding cheap options out there. That's all. Where where do you have the Blackhawks? Um, I actually have them third, believe it or not, and that's not because they're bad. There's just a couple of teams that I think will improve dramatically to end up in front of them. That's all. So um, that's not a, not a knock on Chicago by any sense of the the stretch. I think they'll make the playoffs comfortably. Um, uh, one thing that might hurt them would be the loss of Hosa. Um, I'd just like to see him play, you know, 70 plus games and, and hold up in, in one spot, but I think they'll end up third. I, I have them second, but they could easily be first. Um, I, the other team that I have picked in front of them, yep, that's it's true. only by a, um, a slim margin. So they're, they're a second slash first team for me. I, I see them slotting in the top two almost for sure. Uh, but I have them at two, but you know, no, that makes that makes sense. It's, it's, it's all the, almost all the divisions are a coin toss. I think at times, um, you only have to have one team go on a run and, and one team to go on a losing streak, and it can go backwards or forwards very very quickly. Um, next, Colorado. Um, I suppose for me, um, Statsny. Losing him, um, and then just praying that Valamov can be as good as he was last year. I suppose they've got some big holes in that in that list. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they can repeat what they gave us last year. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a believer of that. I don't think you're gonna you, get that. You never worked last year either. <laughs> no, I mean they they had a really nice regular season. They got 114 points. Um, they got the job done, but it was the way they went about it. You kind of knew that they were on borrowed time with with um, just having extremely high PDO and 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 low possession stats. Um, losing Stasny and PA Parentau isn't going to help. Those were their two best possession forwards, and they're bringing in. Nine point three three million in salary with Briere and Aginla to replace them, and I just um, I don't know. Get into the playoffs and Briere's money, but you got to get there. Yeah. Their so. back six is a problem as well. But for me, it's it's pretty average, and and that's their problem. If they can't improve their possession numbers, eventually that back six should crack, um, and then that just puts a lot of pressure on on Volarmov to. To do what he's good at, which is stop the puck, but he, I can't see him having the type of year again. For me, that almost feels like it was a career year, and he may not get to those numbers again. He's going to have to, but yes, I agree. Um, plus, let's be honest, um, he's he's had injury concerns in the past. Last year, he just happened to stay healthy for the first time in a long time, which allowed him to shine, so I think he's capable of having another year but I think he's also capable of getting hurt again and they can't afford that no let's just hope he's looked after himself over the offseason um, Nate McKinnon's going to be awesome 
they will be a very yes, fun team to watch. Um, yes, I just will. think they're in a really tough division, and they uh, they just have I don't know the, the the possession stuff. Yeah, it's not the end all be all, but it's a big chunk of it, and and they weren't really good at it last year. And they've done nothing with the roster this year to improve on that. So I, I just don't, I don't know. I right for all the stats deniers <clears throat> last year in regards to people not wanting to sort of look at advanced stats and try and gain some value out of utilizing them. Um, they were brilliant with that. Um, they sort of went in against everything that advanced stats people believe in. So if they repeat that, there's no reason why they can't do, do well. But law of averages would suggest that's that's not possible. But you never know. But they will be fun to watch with Duchesne, O'Reilly, McKinnon at the forefront of that. Um, where where do you have the Avs? Um, I actually have them fourth. I um I have them fifth. I have a feeling I know where you and I might have flipped. But yep, I have I have them fourth. And the team that I have in fourth, I think, is could be flipped to fifth, just like. How I had Chicago and uh, my other team flip for that first place spot. So um, it's a tough division. There are a lot of good teams in that division. <clears throat> Excuse me. And because they always play each other so much, like I said when we did the, the Metro division, um, if you get beaten up by one team in your division, it can really, really hurt where you end up in the standings. Mm-hmm. So I don't have them in the playoffs. Yep, that makes sense at fifth year. Um, I, guess, I guess technically you could have a fifth you team. You could have five from the You could, but yeah. I, I don't think when you look at the other Pacific division, I don't think. No, I think it'll be four and four split, I agree. So, um, Dallas. I think these guys are going to be surprised of the season, to be honest. I've got them pegged as number one in the division. That's how good I think they're going to be. That would be a surprise. I don't think they're going to be a surprise that they're good. They were pretty good towards the end of last year, especially yep. with um, the roster moves they've they've made since Jim Nils taken over. He's done a terrific job. Um, right. Letting in, give you a competent goaltending, not really going to kill you. So that's He's- a good start. He's finally got fit and healthy, so he's hopefully not going to fall apart, which has always been the, the big thing with Lennon. Everyone sort of said when he was in Atlanta, kick could play, just too lazy, didn't bother getting fit. He's finally got himself uh, fit and healthy, and he was great for them last year. I see no reason why he can't repeat what he did last year to this year, unless he gets injured. And Dallas has uh, a player that I think is going to be one of the heart finalists for this year and Tyler Sagan. Yep. I think he's going to really explode 90 point kind of season this year uh, yep. with the help that he has around him now. Uh, having Spezza being a center on the other line and having Jamie Ben and Hemsky and those kind of players around. Miss Chushkin as well. Exactly. And power play is going to be terrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- think about either Spetzer or Hemsky adding to that power play. Um, that's good stuff. And while he may not be good at even strength anymore, I'm sure I'm sure Gonchar can still 
let some bombs fly on the power play. Look, their, their back six would be the the big gaping hole that you would look at that yes. roster and say, oh, that's a problem. I don't think it's t- it's serviceable. And if letting them play is up to the standard that I think you can, I think they can get by with what they've got. A trade deadline to improve it is certainly going to help their cause. Um, but I just think everything they've got in that top six, the fact that Sagan's going to, like, I agree with you with Sagan. I think he's going to be um, that kind of level this year. I think Spezza will be improved on what he was in, in Ottawa. Change of scenery, all those sorts of things. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, and by no means was he a plug at the end of his time, time in Ottawa. He just needed to change out of there. So I, I would not be surprised. And that's why I picked him as, as number one. I think they'll just... They'll fly out of the gate. They'll have a, a, a sort of a mid-season slump, um, and then they'll they'll ramp it up for the playoffs. And I think they'll they'll win the division. Well, I have them third. Yep, that makes sense. Um, I I think uh, Chicago and my other team, which you probably know what that other team is by now, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I think those two teams are ahead of Dallas. Dallas is um, on the rise, but um, they're not quite at the level of those other two teams. I may have gone a season early. Don't get me wrong. I just you know how like like Colorado was the surprise team last year. I just think Dallas has the opportunity with what they've got. If everything goes right, I, that's what I think will happen. And so I'm banking on everything going right for them. Okay, they should be fun to watch. Um, yes. The, the Central Division is a fun division. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be fun. There's a lot of interesting teams to, to check out. And being in Western Conference, it's always good to have some teams. I live on the East Coast, so it's nice to have those teams that good are coming on later to look forward yeah. to as well. So I think Dallas fits the bill for that. I have them third, you have them first. So obviously we both have them making the playoffs. Yep. So now, right, where do you have where do you have Minnesota slotted? I have, um, I believe they were my fourth. Yeah, they're my fifth. So, um, what I like about them is the addition of Thomas Vanek. Yep. It was not long term. It's not a crushing contract that's going to kill them, and. They're going to be paying him good money, but he's still going to be able to function at a proper goal-scoring level um, for the duration of that contract. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that was a an important signing for a team that, you know, traditionally has been told they don't have enough punch-up forward. So um, everyone kind of predicted he was going to go to Mini after being a gopher. So, um no surprise that he signed there. Just the contract being as, as good for, for both parties was probably a surprise for me. And I think he could have a really good line with Koivu and Pominville, his former Sabre teammate, yep. line mate. That would make who's sense. Who's underrated. Yeah, you've always been high on Pominville. Yeah, he's good. He was just kind of on a blah buffalo. Yeah. Um, but Koivu's when he's healthy, is extremely underrated center. His possession numbers are always terrific, and uh, he's a good passer. Um, so I think Vanek, Koivu, Pominville could be a really nice, really nice line. And then you could have like Coyle playing with Parise, uh, something like that. 
Yep. That's almost two full lines you've got sitting there, and that that's um, they suddenly have a bit of punch that you know you could traditionally say they were a, purely a one-line team, and it was almost like you know a two B and then a three and then a four. So they've 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 filled out quite nicely there. Mm-hmm. Um, goaltending, uh, Josh Harding's been great, but that's a weird uh, situation that they found themselves just, in with that. I just wrote down health. If they can't get healthy in net, that's the reason why I've got them fifth. If they have a carousel through that that goal crease again this year, well, he's suspended. Sorry, Harding is suspended. Hey, what did he get suspended for? He's hurt. It's a weird story. Hang on, I thought he had who had who has the MS. He does. Yeah. So okay. So what did he get suspended for? I think he hit a wall or something. He got hurt. And uh, and what did he do? Fractured his foot. Oh, fantastic! Either way you look at it, though, like you still got um, out indefinitely Backstrom. with a broken right foot. Okay. You still got Backstrom who can't stay healthy anyway. So then you've got Darcy Kemper that's got to come in and and fill the slot. So either way, God, that's bizarre. They still need they still need to solidify that particular slot. They just need someone to be able to see in that crease and play. That's all. Because I mean, you've got Sutter who's going to play, you know, thirty minutes a night, and so any team with him on on the ice is always going to be okay in that back six. So if the other guys can just support him at a slightly above average level, then they're going to be okay. I just don't think they're going to get any consistency in net, and that's going to be their problem. Yeah. Um. God, that's baffling. Yeah, he uh, broke his right foot while kicking a wall after an off-ice altercation with the teammate and is expected to miss at least two or three months. The team won't be paying him his money during this. Um, and his contract doesn't count against the cap because it's a non-hockey injury. Yep, that makes sense. Oh, my goodness. So God, That's through the cracks. All right, there you go. That is bizarre. Yeah, but um, Kemper... Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, techni- technically, if Backstrom can't get healthy at all, then um, it's all on him. It's all on Kemper. So, as you said, we'll see. So I, where did I have them? Fourth? Do you have them fourth? I do. I have them fourth. Yeah, you I have them fifth. fifth. Yeah, and it, once again, it's that flip-flop with, with Colorado and Mini that's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville up next. And they, they're, uh, I don't know how to quite peg them. I know Rene being out last year really killed them. Um, yeah. He'll be back. And I assume he'll be playing at a quality level. But their center position is, uh, they're, they're taking some chances, and I think they're actually nice low risk kind of contracts but you're talking Ole Jokinen, Mike Ribeiro, Derek Roy and it, it they could all pan out they could all flunk all three of those guys for want of a better way to put it have been coach killers and they've got Laviolette as their coach do you think it's going to end up like a Tortorella situation where it's just going to blow up? That's probably the one thing for me that I find interesting because they're, they're kind of 
high risk, sorry, high reward, low risk in regards to the contracts they've signed those guys onto, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right, they could all, it could all it could all come to fruition. You've got to try and find somewhere to put Neil in with those three centers. He's got to have someone that can get in the puck. Um, otherwise, he's just not going to do anything else on the ice. Um, so finding someone to pair him up with. Um, well, will Ribeiro be... can pass the puck great. Um, who's going to get the puck for both of them, though? Is this kind of uh, the... There you go. Because Neil, he's... People went a little bit overboard with Neil claiming that he's he could not play without Malkin, and, and that wasn't true. His numbers were still okay without Malkin. They were great, like awesome with Malkin. And yeah, that's where that difference comes from. He goes from being good to great, and that's the that's where everyone gets on his case. He's not bad on his own, but um, if you haven't got someone that can distribute to him, then I, I think he's pretty bad. But you can... Um... You can take him away in a game plan if he's the go-to offensive guy. He's hard yeah. to take away when you've got like a Malkin and a Jokinen out on the ice as well, but it might he might not find the time and space that he's accustomed to. Well, no, I mean, everyone knows Ribeiro is going to pass before he shoots, so you can almost hedge off Ribeiro when he's got the puck and make sure you've got Neil covered. So... um. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. It'll, I'll be interested to see how Laviolette gets the team to play, just in regards to what I'm used to seeing when he was with with um, Carolina and what he was like when he was with, with Philly. So it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with with the roster they've got in front of him. I mean, he's got a great puck mover in Weber, um, so he's going to be able to get the puck up the ice when he, when, when he's on the ice. So we'll, they're an interesting case, Nashville. They're not. A basket case by any stretch, but they're an interesting team for me to sort of look at, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> this I'll say, they'll be way more fun to watch than the Barry Trotz version, and the people in Nashville should be excited about that. True. They've, they've gone through some tough hockey. Yeah, it's been boring. Um, I, I never really sought out watching Nashville games. Their style was always pretty blah. Um the few times they'd get talented offensive players, uh, like Radulov, it just <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. Nice. So, um, I uh, I don't have them doing great. I have them one, two, sixth. So do I. <clears throat> so I think everyone knows with the last two ones that we haven't done are going to be positioned. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for them to leapfrog some of these other teams, in my opinion. But if the uh, the Ribeiro, Jokinens, and Roy's of the team all pan out, then they have a puncher's chance to start moving up the standings. But uh, I'm not going to wage that bet that they all pan out. No, oh, so, the other thing is, if Renee can't stay on the ice, they're screwed. So it's tough when you're, you know, you're technically your most important player. Might not be their best player, but their most important player can't stay on the ice. Starts to become a problem. I think it'll be fun to see Seth Jones and Weber with Laviolette. So, yeah, that's the reason in itself to watch, isn't it? Really. So, yeah, they'll be they'll be better to watch. I'll probably watch more games. James Neal being there is intriguing. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Well, my first place team, St. Louis. My second, my second place team. Uh 
they did nothing to get worse from last year, and they got one of the best players uh, in free agency and stole him from a divisional rival in Paul yep. Stasny. Uh, he's going to be great in St. Which Louis. He's uh, He gets paid a lot of money, and the offense isn't quite – that he brings isn't like top, top end, but he drives possession. He's a clever – nifty passer and he he gives them somebody behind backies that can slot right there and give them a, a legitimate real threat top top six forward he's, he's he's almost that one player that should get them over that hump that they've not been able to get past admittedly it's, it's been la but um it, it gives them that chance to it's almost like the, the last few years they've you know, I thought they'd go a little bit further through the playoffs than they have. It just feels as though the addition of Statsny, um, Jaden Swartz finally being re-signed, I think he'll have a, a bigger year than he, he had previously. It just feels like they're going to push push that little bit further. I think that signing of Statsny is fantastic. And um, I think Tarasenko is going to continue to climb. I think he's going to have a big year, 60, 70 points kind of year. Maybe even sniff that thirty goal range. Yep, he's gonna come to come into his own. Um, Goaltending. It'll be it'll be good to. Jake Allen will be their starting goalie game one of the playoffs. Maybe, and if he isn't, Brian Elliott's led the NHL the last uh, three years in quality starts, so um, he's a cheap option that will give them competent goaltending it makes you scratch your head the ryan miller trade that i don't think that was necessary for them last year oh, maybe they just got caught up in the hole we have to do something different they just they went for the wrong asset yeah maybe so um their defense core is awesome yes yes it's 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 right that. up there with um any team in my opinion Getting yep. Bowmeister oh, from Calgary was great. Um, Piet, Pietrangelo is is pretty good. Um, Shattenkirk, if you can get him a lot of offensive zone starts and 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 utilize his strengths, uh, he's very effective as well. So, and then you got like Jordan Leopold, like way down the list, but he's like, yeah, he's a great bottom pairing guy. And that that's the thing. And the bonus they've got is you know how you said you you want to get Shattenkirk offensive zone. And stuff. They don't seem to pair up their defensemen as much as I'm used to seeing. They don't mind rotating their their pairs together to get people particular starts in their zones and stuff like that. So that variation that they can run with is is a bonus, making sure that you get players in the in the right spots at the right time in the game. And I think the Blues made an underrated signing with Peter Mute. Muller or Mueller? I'll go Muller. Um, only 700K. And if it doesn't pan out, who cares? But I have a feeling uh, he was he's pretty decent for Florida before he went over to Europe. So that, that'll be a, that'll be a good signing for them, I think. The only questionable yeah. thing they did was re-sign Steve Ott. I don't think they need him. I think he's overrated. Um, but the rest of the team looks great to me, and it's why I have them uh, first in the division. I have them second, and that's only because I think Dallas are going to just go lights out. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if St. Louis 
Liverpool the division, and it wouldn't surprise me if not only does St. Louis win the division, but they, they win the entire conference. That's how I think their Mandelis can be in that context. I think the reason, one of the reasons I've got Chicago at third is that they they don't have to win the division to win the entire the, to win the cup. So I don't think it's going to be pressing for them to do so. They'll tinker with things through the middle of the season. They might lose some games of it, and they'll lose ground on the, the top couple of teams in the division. But yeah, I can definitely see St. Louis winning the whole thing. Yeah, they need to finish first because they blew that last year, and their reward was the Blackhawks in round one, and previous two years was the LA Kings. So they got to find themselves a better first round matchup. The best way to do that, win the division. Number one. So division. Correct. Um, it's a good point. And then uh, last and least, the Winnipeg Jets. Um, the Andre Pavlik led Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. That's where he's I, leading. Listen, I don't understand this team at all, the way they run. Um, it's like their GM is trying to prove a point on how few moves he can make. Like, he's done nothing to better this team from year to year. Um, the, the fact that Pavlik's still their goalie is just... It's, it's, it's weird. Like the, well, some of the key parts to this team are still Atlanta Thrashers, and the Atlanta Thrashers weren't fantastic. It's not like when... Um, it's not like when the Nordiques moved to, to Colorado, that was a roster littered with talent that was about to explode into to being what the Avalanche were through through the 90s. Um, this Winnipeg Jets team's got a couple of great bits and the rest of it's terrible. And, and Pavlik is... Well, yeah, Pavlik is Pavlik. And I don't know how he's still on the, on the roster and I don't know why they haven't overpaid for someone better. Yeah, as long as he's taking regular starts as as their starting goalie, they're gonna they're gonna climb an uphill battle. They have good players though. Kane's one of the best wingers in hockey, in my opinion. They should not trade him. Um, that's an interesting yeah, that's an interesting situation going on there. Um, Bufflin, I think he's really good too. Blake hey, Wheeler's Drew, good. Brian Little's Drew, an underrated Drew, player. Yep, totally agree. Uh, they've got some good pieces in there, and some of them are from the Thrashers. But, um, yeah, it just – you're right. Something feels wrong about that. I don't know what it is exactly. Um, Sheffield Dayoff, like you said, trying to prove that what he's what he's got there is right. It, it's not a tear it down and build it up again situation, but things have to be done to change what they've got going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably do need a – Management change. Um, they're bottom six forwards. They're not very good at all. You got guys like Chris Thorburn, Jim Slater, Eric Tangrady, Anthony Peluso. That's just that's your old school. That's your old school style. Yeah, six. it's junk. That's that's not what the league's heading towards. I would suggest over the next two or three years, and it's, it feels like it's stuck back in the late eighties, early nineties. But you do have, um, you know, on defense they got Enstrom, Bogosian, Bufflin. That's that's not a bad start there. Truba, young player, he should be pretty good coming on up. Uh, so so the pieces they they're not like void of talent. They're just run ineptly. It doesn't help that they moved from the southeast into the central either. 
you know, as a developing team, being in that other division probably helped them out a little bit. Now they've got basically quality every night when they play in that division. So it's tough. To be a developing team in that central is hell. Yeah, uh, being being in this division's not not really going to help anybody, but especially a team that's not actively looking to better themselves. So I think we both agree. Last place. Yeah. And maybe I mean, blessing in disguise. Maybe they'll get their new um, people running the team if they finish poorly again. Unfortunately, I think if they start doing bad, they'll start entertaining that trading Kane stuff. And, and I don't know if I trust that the guy, the people in charge right now to get the best value back for something like that. No, I agree. It's it's funny. Now you look at the other, you look at the other six teams in that division, and even though I, I think Nashville um, will, will struggle to, to get onto that playoff bubble, those other six teams can legitimately say, you know, we've got a chance to actually make the playoffs. Winnipeg don't have that with that roster at the moment, and and their general manager seems to think that they are on that bubble, and, and that's where they might get there and make a silly trade to try and, and get them in. And I think they should be maybe reassessing what they're doing and not push for the playoff spot. I suppose you can't really tank because they're sort of that, they're almost like a Toronto in regards to where Toronto had sat for so many years, where Toronto would always get nine or nine or 10 in the, in the conference. So they wouldn't get a good draft pick, but they couldn't push to make the actual playoffs. It, it sort of feels like Winnipeg are in that situation. They'll be a lot further off. Mm-hmm. From from making the playoffs, but it just feels like they're treading water. They are. That they are. So, I suppose that's the division. Geez, we got through that quick. Yeah, um, I think we'll be heading back to the uh, Eastern Conference for the next one, doing the uh, Atlantic Division. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll finish up with the Pacific. Okay. Um, I guess the only thing left is um, if you do visit our Hockey Hurts website and you like to shop on Amazon.com, click on our banner. Uh, We have an affiliate program with them. It'll just take you to Amazon, but clicking on that banner and going through us, you'll be uh, putting some money in our pockets that way. They give us a little bit of kickback if you go through that won't cost you anything. It'll help us out, help support us, and uh, would be much appreciated. So that'll do it. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Gunnar Stahl. Yes, thank you very much. Um, you can find Cameron on Twitter, at Walshy66, and you can find the Hockey Hurts uh, Twitter handle, Hockey underscore Hurts. Uh, my Penguins articles are at HockeyBuzz.com, and... Uh, now that we are all situated with the servers and whatnot, we, we do have some regular content popping up at HockeyHurts.com. Cameron's been putting out some good stuff, injury-related yes. stuff. So. stuff. <laughs> so. Sorry about that. No, no it's good. It will. With the season starting, you can start uh, checking daily, and hopefully we'll try our best to keep that up. So, All right. Until next time in the Atlantic Division, um, that'll do it. Thanks, guys.